0: Welcome to Hip Hop History, I'm your host, Drew Curry, and this is the first episode. There are many important moments, artists, groups, songs, and albums in the history of hip hop. I'll do my best to mention each of them. There will be moments that we will dive deeper into throughout the podcast, and many artists that mean a lot to the culture and history of hip hop won't get mentioned in this first episode. It'll feel as though as I am intentionally leaving some off. This is not by design or on purpose. Sometimes it will just, you know, skip my mind. Other times I will totally forget altogether. I will always make my best to update and make right these moments. I personally have never loved anything as much as I have loved hip hop. This is purely an evolution of my passion and another outlet I saw available. Not only this, but I have yet to see a podcast covering the history as vastly. There have been series that dive deep into Jay-Z, Prodigy, and that encompass the culture as it stands today. This is and will be the complete retrospect into the important moments, artists, beefs, albums that have shaped the culture as it is today. This first episode will be a year-to-year breakdown marking the important moments thus far in the history of hip hop. Starting with 1973, DJ Kool Herc DJing his first party through 2019 where hip hop artist Gucci Mane does a collab with mega brand Gucci. Hip hop has grown since its birth in the 70s. It's now the most listened to music in the United States, so let's get the breakdown started. 1973, DJ Kool Herc DJs his first party in Bronx, New York, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue, the birthplace of hip hop. DJ Kool Herc is the godfather of hip hop. This created a boom in New York where many would help pioneer the art, including Grandmaster Flash and Afrika Bambaataa. In 1974, Lovebug Starsky is known to officially Call the music hip hop, with Cowboy of the Furies Five. In 1975, Coke La Rock starts MCing with DJ Cool Herc, evolving the art form. In 1975, the Rock Steady Crew is started as the legendary breakdancing crew. In 1978, the first major label hip hop deal is signed by Curtis Blow. In 1979, the first big hit, Rappers Delight, is released by the Sugar Hill Gang, written by Grandmaster Kaz, who is not a part of the Sugar Hill game? Rabber's Delight has been preserved in the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress in 2011, marking its cultural, historical, or aesthetic significance. In 1980, Curtis Blow is the first to appear on national television. In 1981, The Funky Four Plus One More performs on SNL. In 1982, Fab Pop Freddy produces the first hip-hop movie, Wild Style, starring himself, Cool Moe D, Crazy Legs, Grandmaster Flash, amongst others. In 1983, K-Day hires Greg Mack as program director and afternoon host creating the first hip-hop radio station. While other stations played the records, this is when things changed commercially for hip-hop. So, 10 years in and hip-hop has seen its first record label signing? first national television appearance, and a record reaching the top 40 in the US, top three in the UK, and number one in Canada with Rapper's Delight. In 1984, the first hip-hop tour of the Fresh fresh started. It included artists such as Run DMC, Curtis Blow, Houdini, Fat Boys, and Nucleus. In 1984, it also introduced the concept of call and response disc records with UTFO's Roxanne Roxanne and Roxanne Shantae's Roxanne's Revenge. As well as those two moments, in 1984, Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin launched Def Jam from a New York dorm room. In 1985, Schooly D releases Schooly D, influencing a generation of gangster rap. As well in 1985, LL Cool J drops his first album, Radio. Too Short and Run DMC both released their sophomore albums. In 1986, the Ghetto Boys essentially start Southern hip hop. In 1986, Run DMC and Aerosmith collab for a never before heard Walk This Way. As well in 1986, the Beastie Boys released License to Ill, and Eric B. and Rock Kim released Eric B. for president, changing the art form forever. In 1987, Public Enemy begins politically charged black power hip hop. In 1988, NWA releases Straight out of Compton, evolving gangster rap into a glimpse of what brutality and traumas were associated with being African American in America. In 1989, Native Tongue starts an Afrocentric movement in hip-hop, later they form a tribe called Quest. Also in 1989, the first Best Rap Performance award was presented to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince consisting of DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, for parents just don't understand. The ceremony was not without controversy, a boycott and protest of it not being televised, and some members of the rap community felt the more qualified artists were overlooked. In 1990, Tupac joins Digital Underground as a backup dancer, later becoming an MC. In 1990, the iconic Stretch and Bob Edo show started, where up and coming New York artists would come and freestyle, making a name for themselves. In 1990 as well, Luther Campbell aka Uncle Luke is arrested for 2 Live Crew's album As Nasty As They Wanna Be. In 1991, NWA goes number one on the pop charts. As well in 1991, Cypress Hill releases a self-titled album initiating a campaign to legalize marijuana. In the same year, Notorious B.I.G. is featured in Unsigned Hype and The Source Magazine. That same year, Easy E is invited to a luncheon at the White House by then Republican Senator Bob Dole, on accident. After donating to a South Central charity event and being randomly chosen by an RNC mailing list, 1992 is a mix between two mini eras: with the chronic by Dr. Dre, Mecca, and the Soul Brother by Pete Rock and CL Smooth; Eric B. and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique, and EPMD's Business Never Personal. The latter two being the old guard and the first two being the new. 1992 also brought Def Jam Comedy, which premiered on HBO, paving the way for the edgy stand-up comedy on TV and cementing HBO's place as an outlet for edgier entertainment. This also presented the world with many great comedians. In 1993, Midnight Marauders, Doggy Style, 36 Chamber, Juvenile Hell, 1993, Return of the Boom Bap are all released, making it one of the best years for hip hop. So. We are 20 years in, and the art form has changed and evolved many times. It's seen a gangster rap album from Compton, California become number one on the pop charts. It's heard one of the greatest rappers of all time with Rakim. We've seen people made in and from the culture start a still-standing record label with Dev Jam. And the business mind behind that label helps put HBO and many comedians on the map for comedy. We've also had an all-star year for hip-hop. A year that's still talked about today, 1993. A 20 year art form is starting to make noise on a major level. In 1994, Nas releases Illmatic, Common releases The Resurrection, and Warren G releases the G-Funk era. In 1994 as well, you got Biggie's Ready to Die, Method Man with Takao, and Outkast releases Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. 1994 also is the year that Grunge, was seeing a decline, and hip-hop started its incline as the music of the next 30 years plus. 1994 also saw Tupac shot and robbed at Quad Studios in New York, essentially starting a deadly beef between the West and the East Coast. The Source Awards in 1995 were very eventful. Suge Knight appealing to young artists with All in the videos, all on the record, dancing, cover Death front. Outcast declaring, but it's like this the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. And Snoop asked for the East. What? Wait, wait, wait. The East Coast don't love Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. The East Coast ain't got no love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Death Row. Y'all don't love us. Also in 95, after a rough year, Tupac is signed to Death Row Records. 1995 also saw Queen Latifah win a Grammy for UNITY. 95 also sees Easy e die from complications from AIDS. In 1996, the Fugees breathed new life into socially aware hip-hop with The Score. In 1996, Jay-Z releases Reasonable Doubt, changing hip-hop again. Also in 1996, All Eyes On Me by Tupac, It Was Written by Nas, 80 Aliens by Outkast, Muddy Waters by Redman, amongst releases by Ghostface Killah, Foxy Brown, Busta Rhymes, and Lil Kim, another all-star year for hip-hop albums. 1996, November 7th, Tupac is fatally shot in Las Vegas. In 1997, March 9th, B.I.G. is fatally shot in Los Angeles. In 1997, LL Cool J does a commercial endorsing the Gap, wearing head-to-toe Gap, besides the hat, which was a little-known brand, FUBU. The brand's owner, Damon John, and LL were childhood friends from Hollis, Queens. Damon John is now on Shark Tank. 1997 also saw Will Smith return with Big Willie Style. Capone and Noriega dropped their first album. In 1997, we also saw Missy Misdemeanor Elliott splash onto the scene with one of the most unique visions and art in hip-hop. 1998, we get DMX releasing two number one albums, Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. 1998, we also get ODB of the Wu-Tang interrupting the acceptance speech of Sean Colvin for Contemporary Hit with his iconic Wu-Tang is for the Kids speech. 1998, we also saw Lauryn Hill release The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, winning 11 Grammys. That year, we also get The Locks, Big Pun, Most Deaf and Qual all released albums. Also in 1998, Hard Knock Life is released by Jay-Z using Annie's Hard Knock Life sample. In this contract with the songwriter, it was agreed that the sample could be used by any hip-hop artist. In 1999, we get Eminem's release of the Slim Shady LP. That year, we also get the Neptunes ruling the airwaves with Khalees, ODB, Noriega, and Mace. That year, we also get Dr. Dre's solo return since the release of The Chronic with 2001. That year, Diddy, J-Lo, and Shine were arrested after a shooting in New York City nightclub. Shine did 10 years, and released and deported. Diddy and Jayla were released, but no charges stuck. In 2000, we get a huge release from Eminem with the Marshall Mathers LP, Ghostface Supreme Clientele, Outcast with Stank Onya, and Nelly with Country Grammar. In 2001, Jay-Z and Nas ignited beef going back and forth with records becoming one of the most talked about beefs. They also released The Blueprint and Stillmatic, respectively. In 2002, J J of Run-DMC is murdered in Queens, New York. That year, we also lost Lisa Left Eye Lopez in a fatal car accident. In 2002, it was also a year for beefs. Nelly vs. KRS-One, Eminem vs. The Source, and Jermaine Dupri vs. Dr. Dre. In 2003, the feds raided Murder, Inc. offices. Also that year, Cameron and Dame Dash are booked and appear on The O'Reilly Factor. The moment would go viral with Cam. Yeah, and yeah. In 03, we also would get The Black Album, Get Rich or Die Tryin', and Speakerbox Love Below. Also in 2003, Eminem became the first ever hip-hop artist to take home the award for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards for his work on 8 Mile. After 30 years in, we get another great, Jay-Z or Hov. We get his self-started label, Rockefeller. The number of classic albums has skyrocketed. We get more beefs in the past 10 years than any other time. We also see two legends get murdered over a beef. Every coast has at least one artist or group that's made a classic album and has gone down as a legend. In 04, ODB of the Wu-Tang dies at 35, two days before his 36th birthday. In 2004, The Chappelle Show releases its first of many Little John skits. In 2005, the Jay and Nas beef ends. Jay, Dame, and Biggs sell the remaining interest in Rockefeller Records. In 2006, Jay Dilla dies from complications of lupus. He also releases his album, Donuts. That year, we also lost Proof when he was shot and killed in Detroit trying to stop a beef. That year, we get Jay-Z's end to his three-year retirement with Kingdom Come. Also in 2006, 3-6 Mafia wins an Academy Award for their contribution to Hustle & Flow by winning Best Original Song. In 06, we get releases from T.I. with King, The Game, Doctor's Advocate, Rick Ross with Port of Miami, Clips with Hell Hath No Fury, and Naras Barkley with Saint Elsewhere. In 2007, we see a media beef with Kanye and 50 Cent, 50 declaring he would retire from making music if graduation by Kanye sold more than Curtis by 50. 07 we also got Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. In 2008, Dr. Dre introduces us to Beats by Dre. Also in 2008, Lil Wayne's release The Carter 3, sold over a million in its first week, going double platinum in the same year. Also in 2008, there are more leaked albums than almost any other year. 08 also brought us TI's Paper Trail and Kanye changes the sound of music with 808s and Heartbreak. 2009, Royce Da 5'9", Crooked Eye, Joe Budden, and Joelle Ortiz form the supergroup Slaughterhouse. Also that year, Eminem comes back with Relapse, Jay-Z gives us Blueprint 3, and Wale comes with Attention Deficit. That year also brought us the infamous moment at the 2009 MTV Awards, with Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift's moment. 2009 also brought us Kid Cudi's release, Man on the Moon, The End of Day. That year, we also lost Michael Jackson. 2010, Drake drops Thank Me Later and begins a decade worth of hits. That year, Eminem dropped Recovery, Kanye gave us My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Nicki Minaj with Pink Friday, Wayne dropped two albums, and Cuddy releases the follow-up to Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon 2, The Legend of Rager. 2010, Gangstar co-founder Guru passes after heroic battle with cancer. 2011, Common was invited to the White House to read poetry by President Barack Obama. 2011, OFWGKTA, or Odd Future, Wolfgang, Kill Them All, Brainchild of Tyler Creator, perform for the first time on Jimmy Fallon. 2011, Nate Dogg, G-Funk Legend, and Heavy D both pass away. 2011, Little B names his new album, I'm Gay. In 2011, a Tribe Called Quest documentary film directed by Michael Rappaport is released. That year also brought us Kanye and Jay-Z's release of Watch the Throne and Wayne releasing the Carter Four. This year also brought us the iconic Ray J and Fabulous altercation. In 2011, J. Cole releases his debut Cole World, The Sideline Story. Kendrick Lamar releases Section 80. In 2012, Good Kid Mad City is Kendrick Lamar's debut album. That year, we get the good music compilation album, Cruel Summer. In 2013, Kanye releases Jesus. Jay-Z releases Magna Carter Holy Grail. Run The Jewels, Pusha T, and Drake all release albums. That year, we also get Nipsey Hussle releasing Crenshaw for free online and sold physical copies for $100 each, making $100,000 in a day. In 2013, Kendrick Lamar goes at all rappers on control. We've now essentially seen it all. Now not only has the art form changed, but the music industry has changed. Leaked albums, we've seen the explosion of mixtapes online, albums being sold online, and then the streaming boom, where artists are taken advantage of financially based on the number of streams. But that's a whole other subject. Documentaries, books, liquor, clothing have all exploded over the culture. Artists becoming spokespeople for brands, others owning the entire company and becoming multi-millionaires. A legend from the West Coast sells his mixtape for $100 a piece and sells out. The culture and the game have evolved and changed so much, but at its heart, it's still the same. In 2014, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine sell Beats Electronics to Apple. In 2014, we also get Cole, Future, Nicki, Run the Jewels, Rick Ross, all releasing albums. In 2015, NWA members Dr. Dre and Ice Cube released Straight Outta Compton, a movie based on the group. In 2015, Suge Knight is arrested for murder after a fatal hit and run. That year, Lil Wayne also sues cash money for millions in unpaid royalties. Many more lawsuits follow for unpaid wages and unpaid production costs from others. That year we also lost Sean Price. In 2015, Dr. Dre releases Compton, the first album since 1999's 2001. That year we also get a release from Kendrick, Drake, Future, and a Drake and Future collab. In 2016, Five Dog from A Tribe Called Quest died to complications from diabetes. In 2016, Beyoncé and Solange made history by being added to a short list of siblings with number one albums in the same year. That same year, Kanye West was committed to the hospital for paranoia, hallucinations, and later admitted to suffering from bipolar. 2016 is another year that will go down in history, with Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, Future, Travis Scott, A Tribe Called Quest, Chance the Rapper, Run the Jewels, Common, YG, Anderson Paak, Rihanna, DJ Khaled, Mac Miller, Meek Mill, and Childish Gambino all releasing albums. In 2017, hip-hop becomes the most popular genre of music for the first time in US history. 2017, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Eminem, Jay-Z, Big Sean, Rhapsody all release albums. In 2017, Dapper Dan finally gets the respect he's deserved from Gucci launching a line with the brand and opening stores. In 2018, Kendrick Lamar's album Damn wins the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for Music. That year, Craig Mack dies from congestive heart failure, XXXTentacion is murdered, Fredo Santana passes from a seizure, Mac Miller dies from an accidental overdose. 2018 also brings us Drake, Travis Scott, Lil Wayne, Eminem, J. Cole, Meek Mill, Cardi B, Pusha T, Mac Miller, Nicki Minaj, YG, Lil Wayne, T.I., Nas, Nipsey Hussle, Roysta59, Kanye, and Meagles all releasing albums. In 2018, we also get a collab album from Kanye and Kid Cudi as the Kid See ghost and Jay-Z and Beyonce as the Carters. In 2019, Nipsey Hussle is fatally shot outside his own business in the neighborhood he grew up in. In 2019, Juice WRLD dies from suffering a seizure, and Bushwickville passes after complications with pancreatic cancer. In 2019, Gucci Mane partners with Gucci. Also in 2019, we get a Dreamville compilation album, a Kanye album, Tyler the Creator, The Baby, Young Thug, and Rhapsody. Also in 2019, Kanye West becomes a Christian rapper amongst other controversies. 46 years old, is hip-hop having a midlife crisis? I don't think so. The culture is really just now hitting its stride. Yes, we've seen some of the best rappers and artists we will ever see. True wordsmiths truly pushing the culture, America, and the world forward. Some things have yet to change, others are unavoidable. The death and murder of some of our brightest stars, harassment from police and those who have authority. Still, still in the first week of 2020 we've had an arrest of one of our rising stars. Collab albums with stars and their understudies, husbands and wives and once enemies, Billions and billions have been made off the art of MCing and DJing. Billions off the breakdancing and graffiti. The four pillars of hip-hop. If you add in the other ventures, the record labels, clothing brands, the streaming services, the liquor brands, the endorsements, now the marijuana brands, and the emergence of podcasts, the culture of hip-hop has just started its reign on top. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Hip Hop History. Please subscribe to the podcast on the streaming service you use, leave a review if possible, and see you on the next episode.